I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome to Flight Deck, an inside look at the New York Jets. I'm your host, Rich Savini. I cover the Jets for ESPN. 24 words. That's all it took from Aaron Rodgers to change the alignment of the Jets universe. 24 words. Enough to send a jolt of electricity through the fan base strong enough to light the top of the Empire State Building in Gotham Green. Not that Eagles Green, by the way. These were the words. Quote, Since Friday, I made it clear that my intention was to play, and it was my intention to play for the New York Jets. End quote. Shortly after 1 p.m. on Wednesday on the Pat McAfee Show, Aaron Rodgers essentially traded himself to the Jets. This is what everybody had been waiting to hear for a couple of months, all those weeks of speculation. Will he play? Won't he play? Does he want to play for the Jets? And now he made his intentions quite clear. Also note that he used the word intention. My intention is to play for the Jets, not like I hope to play for the Jets or I really want to play for the Jets. Came out strong with a strong word like an intention. And this trade is going to happen, folks. I think you already know that. Uh, You have two very motivated teams that want to get this done. When that is the circumstance, it usually gets done. The only questions are when is this going to happen and how much is it going to cost the Jets in terms of, you know, draft pick compensation and actual salary. So let's try to look at this objectively. I've talked to some people around the league who, who deal with this type of thing, and it seems like Green Bay has a little more leverage than the Jets. Um, In theory, they could slow play this to the draft. I mean, there's no cap penalty for keeping Rodgers on the salary cap. In fact, it's better. It's more beneficial that he stays on their cap. He's counting $32 million right now. As soon as they trade him, it goes up to $40 million. So, you know, they could slow play this. That $58 million bonus is not due to the beginning of September. So that's not a factor in their timeline. Uh, They have a quarterback in Jordan Love. The Jets don't have a starting quarterback. So for those reasons, I think there's a little bit more leverage on the part of the Packers. However, however, I mean, teams in situations like this, when they're dealing a well-established quarterback, a franchise icon, if you will, they usually negotiate in good faith. You saw it with, uh, you know, the Lions did a right by Matthew Stafford, Matt Ryan and the Falcons. You know, they usually try to expedite matters to help the player who's been a longtime warrior for their franchise. And certainly Aaron Rodgers has been that for the Packers. Now you wonder, though, uh, the Packers have been through the ringer the last couple of years with all this offseason drama and, and Rodgers making them wait and then holding out for a contract last year. So maybe there's a little payback on the part of the Packers. You know, do they make Rodgers sweat this out for a while after he's made them sweat? 
the last couple of off seasons. So you have to wonder about that. My sense is that this will not go to the draft, and I think it won't take too long. Obviously, the Jets feel good about their chances. I don't think they would have gone this far down the road with Rodgers if they thought there was like an insurmountable gap in the talks. Obviously, they got a a sense of what Green Bay was looking for in compensation. So, yeah, they're in a precarious position because they really don't have a great fallback option for a starting quarterback. But I think they feel comfortable in knowing that this is close enough. It's really a matter of how much does Packers GM Brian Brian Gutekunst really want to put the screws to the Jets here. So I I think this will work out. Now, the compensation, a lot of speculation about Green Bay wanting the Jets' first-round pick, which is 13th overall. The Jets should not have to give up that pick for a 39-year-old quarterback who will play one year, maybe two, so they should not have to give that pick up. And the main reason is because they're going to be taking on a lot of salary, and that salary will play an enormous role in the compensation. If the Jets take on a huge chunk of salary, in other words, the bigger chunk they take on, the less compensation there should be. Because in a sense, the Jets would be doing them a favor. So you have to look at it that way. I, I mean, could they swap number ones? Maybe the Jets give up 13 and they get 15 from the Packers and then there's something else in the trade. Yeah, Maybe something like that could happen. I could see this being like a two, a second round pick in this year's draft and then a conditional three in next year's draft that could go up to a two or even a one, but on, it wouldn't go up to a one unless like the Jets made the Super Bowl this year or something like that. When the Jets traded for Brett Favre 15 years ago, it originally was a fourth rounder that went to three with 50% playing time, which of course he reached, and then it was going to go to a two if they made the playoffs. They did not, and it would have gone to one if they had made the Super Bowl. I think there could be maybe a player involved in this Rodgers trade. There's been a lot of rumors about Elijah Moore out there. I'd be really surprised if that happens, but a guy to keep an eye on is Corey Davis, who's obviously expendable now that they appear to be close to signing Alan Lazard. Davis, and I've reported this in the past, is a guy that Green Bay has had their eye on uh, about a year ago. I think it was last summer. Uh, a potential ad for them. So that's that's one to keep an eye on. Maybe they, they include Corey Davis in this package. Is this a good move for the Jets, assuming it happens? Yes, it's a good move. The players feel that way, too. You can just tell. I mean, the lobbying on social media, Sauce Gardner burning a cheese head in his backyard, players like openly campaigning for Rodgers. Uh, it is a good trade. I mean, the Jets have had crappy quarterback play for a long, long time. They've been in quarterback purgatory. They've tried the draft picks, the high draft picks. It hasn't worked out. You have a future Hall of Fame quarterback, becomes available. He's not granted. He's long in the tooth. He's 39. He may not be what he was a couple of years ago when he was winning MVPs, but he's still a lot better than what they have. Check this out. You know, uh, Here's a good stat. It's a really good indicator of quarterback play. It's completion percentage over expected. It's one of those fancy metrics that we use now. Uh, the Jets were 30th in the league last year. Their completion percentage over expected was 62.3. 30th in the league. Really hard to be a playoff team when you're that low. Just in case you're wondering, Green Bay was 11th. With Rodgers, they were at 66.3. 
Rodgers comes in. He adds immediate credibility to the offense. He can galvanize and elevate. That's what a guy like Rodgers can do, galvanize and elevate. I think there would be a minimum amount of uh, growing pains in terms of learning the offense. He's obviously familiar with Nathaniel Hackett. He identified Hackett as the main reason why he wants to make this move. Uh, So you have that, you minimize that whole X's and O's aspect. He's going to know the offense. He's going to know the play caller. That is a big, big help for sure. Uh, I think he gives the Jets a puncher's chance in the AFC, and and that's important. You need a quarterback in the AFC. Are they a Super Bowl favorite? Obviously not the favorite. I think Kansas City's still the favorite. As long as Mahomes is in Kansas City, they will be the favorite. Does it make the Jets a Super Bowl contender? Well, what does that even mean, really, a contender? Yeah, they'll be a contender. I think they will be firmly in the playoff mix. I'm still not sure they'd be the best team in the division. I'd still give a slight edge to Buffalo, but the Jets become an elevated team. I think they have as good a shot as almost anybody in the AFC. Now, there are concerns. Age, of course. Uh, Is he fully invested? Now, he said on the McAfee show that he was 90% leaning towards retirement when he went into his darkness retreat. He comes out. Here's that the Packers don't want him anymore, and all of a sudden he flip-flops and he wants to play. A little bit of a concern. As Bill Parcells used to say, and I like quoting Parcells, you guys know that, you know, when you start thinking about retirement, you've already retired. So I'm really curious to hear what Rodgers has to say about that when we have this eventual press conference. I'll ask him that question. Uh, It's almost like he's doing this to spite Green Bay. And spite can work. Revenge can work for an athlete that can provide motivation so if that's what gets his juices flowing if that what lights his fire then that's cool that's cool whatever gets him going is fine uh you just want the guy to be all in you want him to be in the offseason program and if he does that and if he stays healthy and with the jets roster that they have and that they will continue to add to I think the Jets are absolutely a playoff contender. Now, I want to talk about this wish list. I thought he handled that poorly in the uh, McAfee show, calling out Diana Rossini. Diana Rossini was right on the money with her reporting. Uh, She didn't say it was a list of demands. She said it was a wish list with guys like Alan Lazard, Randall Cobb, Mercedes Lewis, and, of course, Odell Beckham Jr., which I really don't think is going to happen. But so the Jets are already close to an agreement with Lazard. That should be done in short order. So I think it shows Rodgers a little bit sensitive to what the media has to say about him. Could be a concern in New York. I'm not ready to push the panic button there, but the reporting was absolutely right. I don't think it was a demands, but I think people took it the wrong way. Tom Brady did the same thing when he went to Tampa. You know, He said, hey, look, I like these players. Can we get them? Uh, So guys do that. When Peyton Manning went to Denver, same thing. He asked to have certain players. So it's getting blown out of proportion because it's Rodgers. So let's keep it in perspective. Uh, Now, I think this is going to make the Jets relevant for sure. That's what Woody Johnson always covets. I think he's been a driving force behind this. Here's something interesting. Since 2017, the Jets have been in only 10 prime time games that is the fourth fewest in the league they have not been on sunday night football since 2011 folks that is going to change this year assuming this trade gets done the jets will be a hot team could it blow up on the jets of course it can 
I mean, it happened with Favre. The Jets were doing great. They were 8-3. and three. The guy hurt his arm, and it all fell apart, and a lot of people got fired. And uh, Favre retired, then he unretired, and you guys know the whole story. So, yeah, there's always the chance it can be blown up. But I think this is a good idea for the Jets. The AFC is a beast. You can't show up to a chess match with checker pieces. You know, this is big time. You need a quarterback. The Jets will have a quarterback once they get this deal done. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. And we're back with some Twitter questions. I really appreciate the quick response on Twitter. And let's start it off with at Jonathan Grella, who asks, are the Packers waiting for another team to need a QB1? They have all summer to wait for an ACL tear somewhere if they can just tune out the noise surrounding Rodgers. Uh, yeah, I mean, they could wait, but let's let's look at it from the other perspective as well. The, the Packers don't want to be stuck with Aaron Rodgers on their roster. Uh, I mean, they could handle it for a few weeks, you know, through the draft possibly. But ultimately, they want him off their roster, and they want to focus entirely on Jordan Love. So that's that's the one piece of leverage the Jets have. They know that the uh, Packers have to trade Rodgers at some point, and if the Packers wait till the summertime, uh, you know, it's very risky. By then, maybe the Jets move on to something else. If no other quarterback around the league gets hurt, then then they're kind of stuck with the guy. So. Um, yeah, I don't see that happening or waiting that long. Next one from at Dan Bow 76 and Dan asks, what are the options at defensive tackle now? What's their plan for a backup to Rogers? Please say it isn't Zach. Um, yeah, it's probably Zach Wilson. He's going to be the backup. As for defensive tackle, you guys know they lost Sheldon Rankins. They lost Nathan Shepard and they re-signed Solomon Thomas. So there's obviously a lot of work to be done at that position. I'd say the top free agents now are Matt Ioannidis from Carolina, Andrew Billings, Las Vegas, Greg Gaines, Los Angeles Rams. Got to keep an eye on those. Calais Campbell, uh, cut by the Ravens. It's going to be 37, so not really ideal, but played 550 snaps last year. A durable player, still productive, kind of like the Dwayne Brown of defense. Highly respected player. Keep an eye on him. I think he would be an interesting ad for the Jets. At Big Dogs 13-18, are the Jets just satisfied with their offensive line more than the fans are? And do you think they will sign a big-ticket free agent after Lazard? Well, uh, news breaking on Wednesday night that they actually made a run at Orlando Brown, arguably the best offensive tackle on the market. He ended up signing 
a big deal with the Bengals. So obviously the Jets are looking to upgrade that offensive line. I don't see how you could stand Pat on the line. Obviously they need a center. Okay, we know that. At tackle, you have Dwayne Brown at left tackle, and at right tackle, you probably have Mekhi Becton and Max Mitchell. I don't know if you could feel great about either of those guys for different reasons, so for sure the Jets are looking for a tackle, and yeah, I mean, I think it's still a high priority in the draft. Aren't many great tackles left in free agency now, but uh, it's an area the Jets, they have no depth on the offensive line. They lost Dan Feeney, a backup to Miami. They have no backups right now, so they need depth for sure. You know, Joe Douglas likes to have nine or ten guys, and uh, so keep an eye on that. At Slippery Pete 726, his question is, how are negotiations with Quinnen going? And if you had to guess, when do you think they could get a contract done with Quinnen Williams? Uh, so here's what happened at the scouting combine. Uh, Joe Douglas met with Quinnen's agent. They essentially started negotiations Douglas at the Combine, speaking to reporters, painted a very rosy and optimistic picture. This is all posturing, folks. When when people speak publicly about contract negotiations, it's all posturing. The Jets, it's not that far along. Douglas made it sound like it was almost like going to happen. They're not that far along. They have a long way to go. This is going to be a big, big contract. You saw Deron Payne. Um, a franchise tagged player with Washington sign a new deal for twenty one and a half million a year, or was it twenty two and a half a year? And so that defensive tackle market is climbing. And there are other guys like Jeffrey Simmons and Dexter Lawrence who are going to get new deals. And Quinnen, you you can make a very strong case that deserves more than all of those guys. So how high are the Jets willing to go for Quinnen Williams? He said he won't show up to the offseason program if he doesn't have a deal by then. I would be very surprised if there's a deal by uh, April 19th or 20th, whenever they're showing up for that offseason program. Uh, next question from at Jay McCourt 23. Does Aaron show up for the OTAs and help mentor this young team? It's a great question. If I were the Jets, I would insist on that. I mean, it's a bad look if you trade for Aaron Rodgers and he pulls what he pulled in Green Bay, which is like, sorry, folks. I'll show up when it's mandatory. I'm going to hang out in Malibu and do some holistic retreats and spend some time in the dark. That's not going to cut it. You're on a new team. You have to build chemistry. Granted, you know the OC already. Hack it. I get it. But you got to build chemistry and camaraderie with your new teammates. A lot of young players are eager to get this going. Guys like Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall and Elijah Vera Tucker. You know, they want to get to know their new quarterback. So I think it's imperative that Aaron Rodgers shows up for the off-season program. Look, they could probably find a nice holistic spa or nice retreat area in New Jersey. I mean, there's some nice places in North Jersey, so I, I think he could find it. Uh, at Gavin Comedy, and Gavin's question is, uh, do you think the Jets will keep Elijah Moore and Denzel Mims? It's a good question. A lot of rumors about Moore. I think they will keep him. He's a good player. He's under team control for two more years at a very, very cheap contract. So he's a guy you want to keep. I think he'll be good in the slot. Denzel Mims, interesting. Uh, kind of says what they think of Denzel Mims by the fact that they went out and spent $44 million on Alan Lazard. Uh, Mims is a guy I think improved last year with more playing time. And I think he's, he's a good player. If he had the opportunity, I think in this offense, he'd be really good. And so... 
I'm very curious to see how Mims handles it if the Jets go out and get another wide receiver, say a, a Randall Cobbs. It wouldn't shock me at all if Mims resubmits his trade request. So that's something to keep an eye on. And the last question from at Israel DMS7, are you excited to cover Rodgers? You know what? Yeah. You know why? Because as journalists, we want to cover the big story. We want to cover the best story. And, of course, it is a big story if Aaron Rodgers goes to the Jets. You know, for better or worse, whether he wins another MVP or he gets hurt and the team does lousy. Either way, it's going to be a fascinating story. That's what all journalists want. So, yeah, I am excited to cover Aaron Rodgers. Okay, let's talk about free agency. We've been so focused on Rodgers that we've kind of ignored other storylines here. Uh, The Jets have made a significant move. They are expected to sign Alan Lazard. Interesting, obviously a favorite of Rodgers. That was a factor in this decision. I think they probably would have shown interest anyway. Uh, Nathaniel Hackett coached him in Green Bay, so there's that connection. He began last year in Green Bay as their de facto number one receiver. That kind of changed as the year went on. You saw guys like Christian Watson emerge toward the end of the year. This is a uh, reported four-year, $44 million contract, about half of it guaranteed. So $11 million a year. A sense, and essentially, it's almost like the same deal close to what Corey Davis got a couple of years ago. Uh, you know, if they cut or trade Davis, that would be like swapping out those salaries. Um, you know, Lazard is a, is a good player. He had the nickname Goon in Green Bay by the coaches because he's a very physical player, six foot five, loves to block, really effective blocker. It's hard to find receivers nowadays who like to block. And so he got that name Goon, an affectionate nickname. And, you know, his receiving metrics, you know, which we use so much nowadays to look at players, the metrics aren't great in the lower half of the league and a lot of these categories, but he's only 27 years old. He's got the chemistry with Rodgers, which is a factor here. Let's not ignore that. He's a self-made receiver. He was an undrafted player. Uh, He's a coach's dream. He's smart. He's tough. Good character. Obviously determined, you know, coming up from an undrafted receiver to get an $11 million a year payday. That's a pretty awesome accomplishment. He did have five drops last year, which was ranked, I think, in the top 20 in terms of drop percentage in the league. So he does drop the ball a little. I think he's a good number two receiver. You put him on the other side. You know, you got Garrett Wilson. You got Moore in the slot. You got Lazard on the other side. He's going to be a back shoulder machine with Aaron Rodgers. They have that chemistry. You're going to see those back shoulders to the sideline it, on the fade routes. That's going to be a factor for the Jets this year, so it's a good move. They traded for Chuck Clark, got him from Baltimore for a seventh-round pick in the 24 draft. Very cap-friendly, only $4.1 million on their cap this year. Sturdy, smart, good tackler. That's important. Jets had some tackling issues at safety last year. Uh, he's smart. He, like I said, he can call the plays. He called plays on the back end for Baltimore. He does not make plays on the ball he's not great in coverage he simply does not have a sense for the ball not a lot of interceptions not a ball hawk very similar to Jordan Whitehead Uh, I would say they are essentially two strong safeties which makes you wonder if Jordan Whitehead's days are numbered 
I think the Jets will slow play that and wait to see if they can find another free safety. That may take a month or two through the draft or the second wave of free agency. But I, I think Jordan Whitehead is probably on thin ice right now. Um, as reported earlier by uh, my ESPN colleagues, the Jets made a run at Orlando Brown and Fletcher Cox. That tells me one thing. Joe Douglas is in go-for-it mode. He knows he's got a 39-year-old quarterback with a one- or two-year window, so the rebuilding stuff is over. You know, the building around the quarterback on his rookie contract, that's over. They're going for it. When you are willing to pay that much for an Orlando Brown, when you're willing to pay that much for a Fletcher Cox, I think he went back to the Eagles one year, $10 million. The Jets reportedly went higher. He wanted to stay in Philly, which was cool for Philly and him. Uh, the Jets need help at defensive tackle. They only have Quinnen Williams and, and, and Solomon Thomas right now. Uh, so they, they got to have some more help there. Free agency-wise, the Jets lost Sheldon Rankins. They lost Nathan Shepard. They lost Dan Feeney, Mike White, Nate Herbig. Uh, the only one that really hurts there, Rankins, is a starting quality player. Uh, you know, it, it hurts now. They can replace him. It's not like they lost Quinn and Williams there. He, he's, a, he's a decent starter. Um, came up a little short in the passing game last year. I thought, you know, they should have had more pass rush out of him. But, you know, he'll give you 40, 50 snaps a game, so you have to replace that. Uh, they re-signed Quincy Williams, three years, $18 million. You know, they wanted to keep him. They keep Greg Zerline, one year, $2.6 million. So those are modest contracts. Uh, I would say uh, they need a center. They made an offer to Jake Brendel. He ended up going back to San Francisco. Uh, Calais Campbell, as I mentioned earlier, a name to keep an eye on for the interior of that defensive line. Uh, at center, uh, where do they go? I mean, Connor McGovern's still out there. Obviously, the Jets are in no hurry to bring him back. That should tell you a lot about how they feel about him. I think they'll sign a the low-end starter at center, a hold-the-fort guy, and then draft someone in the second or third round. There's a few good ones in the draft. They've had some interest in Graham Glasgow of Denver, I'm told. Uh, obviously, the Hackett connection. Uh, I could see something maybe happening a little down the road. All the good centers are off the market now, so the Jets are going to have to uh, take a second-tier center and, like I said, try to draft someone. Uh, a lot of holes to fill on the offensive line. Again, free agency has been kind of overshadowed by the Rodgers story. Major news this week on the Jets. They get Aaron Rodgers. Well, they get a verbal commitment from Aaron Rodgers now they have to work out the compensation it's going to happen folks just a matter of when major major stuff happening around the New York Jets which is exciting I know the fan base is excited and you should be he will end up being better for the Jets this year than Derek Carr or Jimmy Garoppolo would have been so there you have it thanks for tuning into this week's episode we'll be back soon on Flight Deck <laughs>